Hi everyone, it's me. We're back with episode number five, and I'm here with Caitlin. Caitlin, say hi. <laughs> Caitlin is my artsy friend. Your local girl boss. Yes. What's the what's a girl boss? Gatekeep. Gaslight. Gatekeep. Girl boss. Yes, that that's Caitlin. Um, we just went for lunch at an undisclosed location near where we, <laughs> near where we live. Uh, we got coffee. It was very good. I had a waffle. Um, and now we're in a park, and it is windy. Again, we are outside. I always do this. It's outside. If you hear voices, if you hear wind, I don't want to hear about it. Because I don't, I don't really care. Right. We'll be right back to talk about... Feminism and the female archetypes. Yes! Aren't you excited? Okay, sorry for the delay. We're back. I can't see the screen at all. Um, so, Caitlin, yes. what is our topic today, like we mentioned earlier? So, the female archetypes, there's seven main ones. S- seven And of there's them. 13, like, under them. Mm-hmm. Like, subcategories. S- yeah. Okay. So, I'm going to talk about how I came up with the idea, I guess. So, basically, I'm not going to lie, on TikTok, I saw this... <laughs> That's a good way to get ideas. I saw this girl being, like, dressing up as the female archetypes and I was like what is that what is that (laughs) and I was like I love this oh basically it's just different categories I guess of women who (laughs) take your time it's okay who like demonstrate different qualities I guess so it's kind of like INFP, whatever. Oh, yeah. The yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Brinkmeyer, the 16 personalities. Yeah, I it's like that. that, but for women. We so, love women. That's fun. That came out sounding very queer. <laughs> we do <laughs> love women. <laughs> that's not how I meant it. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, so Caitlin sent me this quiz. Like a, We planned this whole podcast episode like three weeks ago. Right. And she was like, we were, gonna, we were planning to take this quiz during the episode. But Caitlin like, was smart enough to be like, it's kind of long. It's like a hundred questions. Yeah, and if you were like watching us, maybe that'd be fun. But since you can only hear us, it would just be <laughs> silence as we like typed in our answer. Like it didn't. Uh, before we get going, anyone, if you want to take this quiz, you literally Google like the female arch. arch- I can't female say it. Female archetypes. Thank you, female archetypes quiz, and then it will like pop up and you can take it. Yeah. So we took the quiz. Kaylin, what did you get for your answer? What did you get for your results? So for my results, I got. The most dominant one I got was the maiden, and then the second dominant was the sage. Right, and the most, you need to know the top two to, like, get the subcategory. Yeah. So if you're taking the quiz, make sure you, like, don't just take the first one and run with it. Like, give me the second one, too. Read, read, read the instructions. Yes. But basically, so that makes me a gammon, which has, like, youthful, free-spirited, creative, like, almost childlike. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Almost a childlike energy. And that's fun. So with all of these categories, there's like strengths and challenges. So like my challenges would be that I'm codependent and naive. <laughs> which Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah. But some famous famous gamins would be, for example, Mia Wallace in Pulp Fiction. Oh her character. Love her. Yeah, I love her. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, it kinda just yeah, it's like a personality thing. It just kind of tells you a little bit more about you that you wouldn't originally think of. Yeah. Uh, before we continue on, I forgot to read mine. So I'm going to go read what mine means, and we'll be right back. 
Hi guys, uh, we're now in my car because <laughs> because my phone overheated and I couldn't press any buttons on it and I was a little worried that you heard my little fit that I threw when I, when I realized that my phone wasn't working but it did cut off so that was good. If you hear air conditioning, it's sweltering in this car so if you hear... That's the air conditioning. You're welcome. Oh no. Okay, we're good. Um... <laughs> So just ignore that. Just pretend we're outside and it's like nice nature noises. Mm -hmm. uh, so I did. I did not look up what mine meant, but Caitlin happens to know what mine means, which is great. Okay. So I got my like my main one was lover. Very ironic, since if you listen to the last one, I've been in one relationship. <laughs> and then um, my second one was sage. Yes. And then the two of them together was a sophisticate. I think, please ignore my lisp trying to say these words, <laughs> was, it was the sophisticate. Yes. And what does that mean, Caitlin? So, sophisticates are kind of unique in the way in which they hold power. So, Woo! famous sophisticates <laughs> are, like, JFK's wife and, like, you know, powerful women. We love Mrs. JFK. Jenny, generally. <laughs> we love her. We do love her. Yes. And so, basically, you get what you want and you know what you want. Yes! <laughs> That's what I like to hear. Basically, I said this prior, but sophisticates don't want no scrubs. Yep. Um, if you don't know that song, don't listen to the rest of the podcast because you're a disappointment and I don't ever <laughs> want to, like, interact with you ever. <laughs> um, <laughs> the way sophisticates no hate, kind of handle life is instead of being, like, kind of free-spirited and, and chill. Yeah, I'm not laid back in the slightest. <laughs> like free spirited and like I don't want to say like dreamy, but kind Float, of like floaty. I would yeah, be the word that I would floaty. Mean. Yeah, it's not being floaty. They're <laughs> grounded. Oh my god! I literally can't handle anything like that changes at all. So like to be like go with the flow, not gonna happen. Exactly. If at any point you have the impression that I am laid back, you are being lied to, because I'm faking it. I'm probably having a breakdown in my head. If, like, maybe someone texts me and they're like, hey, can we get, like, dinner instead of breakfast? I will be crying the rest of the day. <laughs> not because I so desperately wanted breakfast, but because that's not what we were going to do. And now you've thrown it off. Exactly. So. Yeah. I agree. I think that's very accurate. Yeah. Now, Caitlin was telling me, I'm literally sweating in here. It's okay. Caitlin was telling me a little bit about the history mm. of archetypes and the quiz. Yeah. Did I say that right? Yeah. Sick. So I'm not going to pretend like I know their names because I definitely forgot. Mm, that's okay. But, so... At least you, like, know about it. I just <laughs> took the quiz and called it a day. I was like, hey. It was originally created by a man, and he made four oh. archetypes. And it was for, like, women to basically be a better wife. Yeah. So Good! Like, I love... I wish they would have taught me how to be a better wife. Because so clearly I'm like, being a bad one. Learn your seduction archetype. Oh, no. So that you can be can sexy be sexy and be good for your man and also know your challenges so you don't fall upon them and then years later <laughs> a woman, that sounds like a very problematic quiz yeah i wonder how that went years later a woman saw that and was like no no that's stupid so she made more archetypes yes, yes. and then there came the seven main archetypes, and then 13 under them. I feel like I'm listening to Greek mythology. And she like changed them <laughs> from being, like, how to please a man, how to please yourself. Yeah! 
So how to and like, that's why this is related to feminism, like we said at the beginning. Yeah, how to like tap into your your like, inner like oh god, there's a word that I had in my head. I would use the word seductress, is what I've heard. Yeah, but it feels a little objectifying. So we're gonna go with. We're just gonna not girl go with boss. anything. Yes, inner. How to tap into your inner girl boss? <laughs> how to gatekeep and gaslight effectively? <laughs> Literally, <laughs> that is the theme of today's podcast: how to gatekeep and gaslight. Yeah. So I guess I'll get into the seven. Yes. Tell us about them, Caitlin. So the first one is the huntress. Huntress. She's courageous, self-reliant, goal-oriented, and focused. Not my mother. And the challenges are they can sometimes become aloof and cruel. Sound like my mother. <laughs> I'm sorry, Mom, that's a joke. Please don't take that badly. And then the second one is the mystic. Mystics are confident, spiritual, peaceful, and creative. Okay. And some challenges that they can face is they can become, like, hermits to society, and they can become frigid. I feel like I know people like that. Yeah. But we're not gonna, they're going to remain unnamed today. <laughs> and then the third one is the maiden. Okay. Me. So they're youthful, free-spirited, creative. I said that prior. Yep. Um, and challenges, like I said, codependent and naive. Yes. And then there's the mother. Mothers are nurturing, compassionate, persistent, and grounded. I thought I was going to get that one. When I was answering the questions, they were like, do you take care of your friend? And I was like, absolutely. Like, I am mom. Yeah. I am mom friend. I thought I was... I honestly didn't know what I was going to get. What are the weaknesses of mother? Mother weaknesses are self-neglect and no boundaries, really. Oh, sounds like me two years ago. Mm. Maybe I... (laughs) Maybe I would have had a different answer two years ago. Yeah. Yeah, it constantly changes, Mm. too. Mm -hmm. And the sage is the... Yeah, fifth one. Yeah. And sages are intelligent, full of wisdom, strategy, and logic. So it's kind of like... Smart brain. Smart people. Big brain. That's why that was my second and not my first. Yeah, and challenges is they can become cold, aloof, and emotionally closed off. Oh, wow. So that's both of our second ones. Oh, wow. Good combo. (laughs) And then there's the sixth one, which is the lover. That was me. Woo! Lovers are magnetic in their energy, compassionate, Mm. pleasurable, and independent. And challenges that you may face are vanity and low self-esteem. Oh, those are two, like, opposite. That's funny. Yeah, and being fragile. So with that, that, I kind of... Although they're opposite, it, like, makes a lot of sense. It does. If you swing one way too far or the other way too far, it can be pretty bad. Yeah. Yeah. And then the last one is the queen. She is loyal, a leader, and full of strength. And challenges are jealousy and being... Oh, God, I can't read my writing. Just ignore it. It's just... And jealousy. (laughs) And jealousy. I feel like I could have swung towards that one, too. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's ones under that, but they won't get into that because these are just the main ones. Yeah, because that's funky. If you want to know your, like, your little mini one, take the quiz and then it'll tell you. Yeah. So... Yeah, that's very exciting. I think that's super cool. It is very exciting. Now, I did a little research of my own before Mm. we did this. And... Oh, no. That was research for something else. I thought it was this. (laughs) (laughs) never mind so now i'm just gonna pretend that i know what's going on um when did is it like is it the same type of like archetypes that are in stories where you have like the popular kid archetype yeah it's kind of it kind of works like that so you can see a lot of these types of characters in film and media yeah so (laughs) i was watching a video and they were describing the maiden as kind of the manic pixie dream girl right archetype which is like (laughs) Very much Ramona Flowers, yes. Scott Pilgrim, like 
that dog just ate something it's not supposed to eat. <laughs> got yelled at. Oh, no. <laughs> so, yeah, you can see these a lot in film and media, and a lot of, like, the Huntresses are from, like, the DC universe. Yeah, and... yeah, like the superhero type. Yeah. I was thinking of, what I thought of was when I was talking about the male and female gaze, mm-hmm. about how it originated in films, which I'm sure this has a lot of, like, film, film, filmography? What? Video, vid, what is the ography word for videos? Videography? <laughs> Thank you. That. Mm-hmm. I feel like archetypes have a lot to do with that. Yeah. I'm very big into film as well. Yes. So I see a lot of this. Yes. All the time. Caitlin is very, like I said earlier, my like my artsy friend. <laughs> but, yeah, it's kind of, I was surprised that I got Maiden. And that does not surprise me. Really? No. Oh. Like, it strikes me as something that would not, but for having the stage as a second one, that makes sense. I mean, do you think yeah. about what you're going, you want to go to college for, like, the art. business side of art. Yeah, true. That's, like, the stage side of Maiden. <laughs> really? That's literally what it is. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I always find myself to be more, I don't want to say not youthful, but very mature and, yes. like, hard. I think a lot of the issue is that, like, there's an assumption that you cannot be, like, fun and mature at the same time. Yeah. People think that you're either, like, fun mm-hmm. or you actually know how to pay your bills or whatever. Right. <laughs> but, like, you can do both. Like, you can be very mature and have lots of fun and be very youthful and creative as long as you're smart about it, which makes you mature. Yeah. So I feel like, yeah, that could be, if you're, like, let's say you're, like, the maiden personality and, like, your second one is something that's also kind of flighty, mm-hmm. you run into a lot of problems. Yeah. Because <laughs> you got nothing holding you down. You're just, like, floating around. Floaty. <laughs> Floaty. And you go back to mine. What was mine again? The, um... Lever and sage. Yeah. Yeah. You're that's... also rounded. I feel like the sage grounds us. I thought you said rounded. I was, like, rounded. thank you. I'm built like a circle. <laughs> yeah, I'm very, you know, like the whole thing, like have, like having your feet on the ground, your head in the clouds, kind of thing. If you, if I picture myself, my feet are like sewn onto the ground. They're not going anywhere. That's where they are. They're like in tree roots. Yeah, they. I am a tree. Yeah. It's not. There's no change happening. And it's not. It's not like a bad thing. No. According to my therapist, <laughs> mm. I need to work on it a little bit. But other than that, I told you about this quiz. Oh. I was talking. Her name's Holly. So if you hear me talking about Holly, that is my therapist. I love Holly. Mm-hmm. Holly also listened to this podcast. So Holly, if you're listening, I'm about to talk about you. Not not mainly. <laughs> but I told Holly about like the archetypes, I think. I'm pretty sure I told her about it. Yeah. Um, and she was like, oh, like, that's a good... Because she, I took the um, the 16 personalities quiz. Mm-hmm. I took it for therapy. She was like, take this. We can talk about it. Yeah. I think I love personality quizzes. I have an obsession with personality I quizzes. That's why I, I love take them so much. All the time. They're so much fun. Yeah, INFP gang. Yeah, I don't remember mine. Hold on, let me... I have it in my notes. Let's see. I'm so glad I can close the app out and, like, look. Yeah, that sounds nice. Um, it's in here. I have my whole families. Uh, let's see. Your whole family can see your notes? No, no. I have my whole family in my, like, what they are. Oh, oh, okay. (laughs) Oh, mine changed. I used to be an ENFJ Mm -hmm. protagonist. Now I'm an INFJ, an advocate. And yeah. according to Holly, it's like the top 1%. Not top. Sorry, I'm thinking grades. It's like it's like a mindset it's, I cannot get out of. Yeah, same. It's, but like 1% of people are advocates, I guess. My mom is an adventurer. She's an ISFP. No, that's my dad. My dad's an ISFP. 
Mm-hmm. And my mom is an ESFJ. Mm-hmm. I don't know what they mean. I did research into mine, not into theirs. I don't know. Lovely. Yeah. So we'll be back with book recommendation and personal goals and all that stuff. So we see. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see you guys in a couple seconds. It's me and Caitlin. Welcome to our first bonus episode ever on Living Freely. It's gonna, <laughs> it's um, only because I couldn't edit the episode that you guys won't hear for quite a while. Easter egg. But this is kind of a little surprise. We're gonna debate cats versus dogs. This is a super uh, I'm a dog animal. person. I'm, hey. I'm a cat person. Yes. Now, it, this originally came up because I was talking about my neighbors and I babysit their dog and their cat. And I actually prefer their cat, which is ironic for me. But overall, I usually go for dogs. So why do you think I want to be a cat person? Okay, well, first of all, to start off, for, as an introduction, I have five cats. Oh my god. So I have quite an experience with yeah. cats. Yeah. Um, I used to have a dog. Hmm. I'm not going to make a dead dog joke right here. <laughs> I'm not going to make a dead dog joke today. So. I used to have six cats. I remember that. Yeah. I remember you were not having a good English day that day. No! Oh, <laughs> Anyways, um, <laughs> now that we've covered the trauma, let's move on. Um, yeah, so I have just a lot of points. I feel like if I give them all at once, it's going to be a lot. So number That's one, okay. I'm just going to do the noises. Barks versus meows. <laughs> Meowing is a clear winner here. No! Barks are so annoying. Well, only if you have a dog that, like, annoyingly barks. Like, you can train them out of it. Here's here's my thing. You literally can't train a cat to do anything. Yes, you can. No, you can't. They shoot. <laughs> Cats are great if they want to be. But if they don't feel like being nice to you, they're just mean. Dogs are well, such people pleasers. They're just like, whatever you say... They'll just do. The thing with cats is I found that it's really more of a nurture and not a nature thing. Yeah. So if you come across a mean cat, it's definitely because they were raised um, to be mean. To be mean. Yeah. It's the same thing with dogs, kind of. Like when people have like a ferocious dog or whatever, I'm like, yeah. it's just because you leave them outside all the time. <laughs> yeah, it's because you Maybe that's him. <laughs> <laughs> not to be blunt, but yeah, because you're being mean to them and you abuse them, that's why they don't like you. Yeah, so I still think meow is clear over bark because barks are so loud Here's and ear splitting. Well, for those of us deaf folk oh. who can't hear meows <laughs> and literally can't, I cannot hear a single sound that a cat makes. Really? Not one. They are silent animals. <laughs> so if I if I had a cat and it tried to communicate with me, that poor thing would have no shot. Oh. I, it would try to like wake me up or whatever, and I'd have no idea what's going on. <laughs> That's so Versus, sad. like, a dog barking, I'm like, oh. Okay, true. For, like, safety reasons, dogs barking are better. For safety reasons, in general, dogs are better. What is a cat gonna do about <laughs> okay, it? Okay, yeah. Like, like, Robert comes in, the cat just leaves. It just walked out the door. It's like, hey, not my business. <laughs> yeah, oh I guess for safety reasons, dogs are better. However, for aesthetic reasons, cats That's true. win. I'll give that to you. Although, I did have to watch Chewy the Cat throw up. <laughs> On my foot. Oh, yeah. So that was a lot. That was, I was like, oh, man. They do that. And their eyes get all wide, and I'm like, girl. <laughs> I'm like, take a breather. It's okay. <laughs> like that. Sorry if you have edemometodemonetophobia, or whatever it is. <laughs> whatever that fear 
spirit puke is. I apologize for making that sound on here, but it's okay. Uh, I'll put a trigger warning in the beginning. If you're afraid of this sound, don't listen to this podcast. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I do agree. I like cats. Cats are carry size, and that's nice because you know what I don't like. Little dogs. Little dogs. Make me want to rip my ears hell. off. I hate them. <laughs> little dogs can go to hell. <laughs> They're so. Although I call it little dog syndrome, where they like try to be tough or whatever. There's yeah. one dog in my neighborhood. Her name is Peaches, and she's. <laughs> um, I think I think she's like a. I don't know. She's small. Yeah. She's the greatest thing ever because she like acts like a big dog. You know what I mean? Where yeah. she's like chill. Versus some other dogs that I'm not going to name because I don't want to hate crime dogs. <laughs> Um, have tried to eat my toes because I walked into their yard. Literally, my neighbor's dogs. Okay, first of all, mm. my neighbor's dogs. Yes. They get a new dog, I swear to God, at least two new dogs each year. Oh, God. Yeah. That's not good. There's just dogs coming in and out of their house. Mm. Are they small dogs? Some of them are small, some of them are big. I swear to God, people with small dogs kill their dogs. Yes. Because why do they last so little? I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> so, there's only been one dog in that house that I have enjoyed. His name is Benjamin. Love you, Ben. There is, you know what? I was just going to say <laughs> the dog that's very mean to me is named Benjamin. Benjamin? Mm, interesting. Anyway. Yeah, so my neighbor's dogs have caused many issues for us. Number one, they when I was little, they would come into our yard and bite me. Into your yard? Into my yard. Like they would bite my ankles and that's still too do. much. I remember I used to have a neighbor, I would go swimming at the pool and she had two little like fuzzy dachshunds. She's not alive anymore, so I don't have to worry about her. Oh. But she had these two little dogs and if you move too fast they'd bite your ankles. Yeah. If you got up they'd bite your ankles. Walking home from the bus stop, oh no. They would attack me. That's not nice. No. That's mean. And then their big dog killed my cat. <gasps> so screw okay. you. Oh my god. Yeah, honestly, it's the neighbor's problem. Like but it's still. their fault. But like, what <laughs> the hell? <laughs> Your poor cat. Yeah. Oh. It was very sad. Was that Milo? Yes. Yeah, Recipes Milo, big man. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> my dog used to go into other people's yards um, to hang out with them. Oh. Yeah, Lily used to like wander. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna call from my neighbor. They'd be like, "Hey, where's Lily?" And I'm like, "I don't know." They're like, "Well, she's in my backyard, actually." In case you were wondering, I have a 20- uh, she's hanging out with my daughter. I have a 20-pound cat named oh. Angel. He's ginormous. He's white. He has two different colored eyes, and he's so he's a dog. Yeah, essentially, <laughs> he's a that's dog. a small dog. What that is? But he doesn't move very much. That's because he's 20 pounds. Yeah, I know. But he he wanders sometimes too, and my neighbors would call us, not the mean neighbors, the nice neighbors. Your fat like, cat is here. And they'd be like, "Why is there a a, a bear? Lard? Why is there a lard of fat in my yard?" <laughs> and we'd be like, "I'm sorry, sorry, we're, we're coming to get him now." Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! I used to one time my dog went in she, when she was a puppy. She would run. Uh, yeah, see, I can see why wandering dog could be a problem. She wandered into my neighbor's yard, and their dog was really mean, and it like oh. bit her, oh. and it like ripped a chunk of skin out of her side. Oh she was fine. God. She was fine. And that's the thing I do agree. Dogs are very iffy. Mm-hmm. I don't really know what's gonna go, what's gonna happen. Yeah. And so are cats, but cats are small enough that it's not dangerous. It's yeah. just like, oh, they're mean. 
Versus a dog is gonna try to kill you. Yeah, also with cats, you can tell by their body language whether they want to do with people that or not. That is true. Like, if you go well, near you them- you can tell by dogs, too. And they hiss, they're like, okay, leave them I can't hear that! <laughs> well, I wouldn't- <laughs> I went to pick up a cat once when I was little and I didn't hear it hiss at me <laughs> and I picked it up because I was in a corner and picked it up and it attacked me. Which is fair. Like now I don't I don't blame the cat at all. I would do the same thing. Yeah, but it was a very terrifying experience as a child. I I don't really know much if dogs cuddle, but they do. My cats are very cuddly beings. I think here's my thing with cats are very hit or miss. Like mm. you have to get the right cat. Yeah. I mean, my friend has this cat that's just very mean, very hmm. mean. She's always been very nice to the cat, and like when yeah. it was a kitten, they would like be like they were training it to get used to people, and it was great as a kitten, sweetest cat in the world. I went back to their house like two years later. The cat jumped out from under the stairs and tried to eat me, and I was like, oh. I was like, what happened? So yeah, yeah. I don't know. I guess I, I think like, it's what you're used to. Yeah. Like, whatever animal you're used to, it feels like they're easier to read, but it's just because that's what you know. Although, I will say, men who like cats are men you can trust. That is true. Because. Well, n- men that you can trust like cats, but all not all men that like cats you can trust. Yes. But if they like cats, it's a green flag. Yeah. Because cats, in their body language, in the way they work, cats are all about consent, basically. Huh. Like... If you touch a cat and they they don't want it, they're and mad. they don't, they're if men are like, oh, cats suck, cats are so mean. It's no, because they, they don't, don't want to be pet. It's because they don't understand, like, right, right, consent, right. basically. <laughs> so if you hear a guy ever be like, oh, all cats suck, they're all so mean, be like, mm. bye. <laughs> We're not getting anywhere more than ten feet close to you. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I think that. Yeah, I mean, I like cats and dogs. Like, I don't have a problem with either one. I'm just so used to dogs. I just want to... I don't know. Like, that's what I'm used to. I, I, I am very much big animal person. Mm-hmm. So, rarely, unless, you know, you're a cat angel, rarely do you find <laughs> a large cat. So, unless it's like a tiger. Then, I mean, that poses other risks besides... Maine Coons are huge. That's what Chewy is. Oh. He's so cute. Anyway, that was our little bonus episode. It was 10 minutes long. It wasn't even a bit debate, really. No, it was just like agreeing. Yeah. Um, if you have any opinions, keep them to yourself. We don't care. Have a good day. <laughs> We're back! And it's time for personal goals. So, to recap some of mine, I wanted to read... Purple Hibiscus. I wanted to do my little run program and read some of the books that Sydney and I have in our book club. If you haven't joined our book club, you should join our book club. Lots of fun. We haven't had a single other meeting except for last week, but we have one coming up and it's just the two of us and the random girl that we met at Barnes & Noble. But um, I have not read any more Purple Hibiscus because I've been reading my book club books, which I'll get to. And that's okay because I'm going on a little trippy trip this weekend to another undisclosed location it's not it's in the same state but it's not close it's not close i was gonna tell you but i realized it's a mic and if i yeah (laughs) i was gonna cut like do this like that was gonna help anything um so i haven't done that but i'll do some this weekend and then oh running i'm on week five 
of my running program. I have switched to running indoors because it has been hot as been very hot outside. <laughs> I'm trying not to curse. It's been very, very hot outside, and I am not about to run. And I have I realized that if running inside, I don't have to run up hills. So if I just run inside at a gym, I don't have to see people I know, I don't have to deal with the heat, and I don't have to go up hills. So it's a win-win-win. So I've been running aside. So I'm on week five. That's very exciting. I have to do one today, and then where I'm going is, like, really cute and pretty, so I'm going to run around there a lot. And then my book club books, I just... I'm a little behind. I did... I read all of the poems I'm supposed to read from... Oh my god, I Am the Rage is the name of the book. And then, What White People Can Do Next, I read a chapter. And then, because that one's kind of, obviously it's not a story. So it's kind of hard to just like read the whole thing at once. And then I read three chapters of The Picture of Dorian Gray this morning. Very good. That's part of my book recommendation book. So, do you have any any goals, Caitlin? I do have goals. Yes, share them. I have... If you want to. <laughs> a lot of summer work. Woo! I finished most of it. I okay. only have my AP Lang work yet. Yep. We have another AP student on the podcast oh, yeah. today, guys, in case you were wondering. <laughs> <laughs> and then I... my Another goal of mine is to finish the Instagram for my debate club that I started in. Join our, the debate club if you go to our school. If you don't go to our school, you, our don't, you don't get to in our undisclosed location. <laughs> Um, so I'm gonna finish that, make posts, recruit, you know. Yeah, I'm in, I'm in the big club. Woo! We have a Google Classroom, it's very exciting. And <laughs> another goal of mine is to continue working on, I don't want to say it's my project, but it's a project that I work on. Yeah. Sorry, I always just say my project. Yeah. It's called the Stolen Futures Project. Okay. Um, go follow it on Instagram, Stolen Futures Yes, Future I will project. put it in the description of this podcast so you, everybody can go look at it. And basically... I'm not going to explain it because that takes too long. Oh, no, explain it. It's fine. Okay. Well, basically, it's a project focused and, you know, putting Just, all our energy yep. into amplifying the voices of children of color who've been fatally killed by police since 2015. We have 74 victims that we're currently uh, memorializing. Mm-hmm. And it's a lot of work, surprisingly. I'm sure it is a lot of work. Yeah, it kind of takes a toll on you, but it's for a good cause. Yes, so that's it's a definitely an emotional project. You to, can't really, like, disconnect from that. To continue to work on that and do good in that. Yes. Yes. Good. Mm. I th- Did you post that on your Instagram once? Is that what I reposted? I think I reposted it, and you were like, oh my god. Because like, I remember hearing about this. I, I, you made, yeah. like, a description, yeah. and I read through them. It was, It's very interesting, so I will include that in the description for this podcast yeah so now we can move on to book recommendations i have a couple and you guys are going to absolutely hate me because they're both classics and you're going to be like erin who do you think we are who do you think you are and the question is nope not the question the answer is i like to convince myself that i am rory gilmore mm. but like nicer because she's kind of annoying a little bit annoying oh um so my first book recommendation like i said earlier is the picture of Dorian Gray. Again, I am only three chapters in, but so far it is very, very good. Um, it deals with the brevity of youth and the importance of youth in culture. And it also, I from the description, I think it's kind of like a magic book because it talks about mm-hmm. this boy who wishes that the portrait of him would age while he stayed young forever. And then it's like, be careful what you wish for. So I think it might like come true. 
So we'll see how that goes. I'll update you. And then my other one was The Great Gatsby, another classic. Uh, we read it for English AP Lit last year for summer work. I swear to work. God, I've read it eight times. I read it, I actually was reading it just for like myself, mm-hmm. like in April, and then it got assigned for summer work last summer, and I was like, oh my God, and I read it again. Now, if I had read it strictly for school, I would have hated it, but because I read <laughs> it on, <laughs> but because I read it on my own time and like didn't have to analyze it first, it was really good. We also had to read The Grapes of Wrath. That book was uh, terrible. I would That's like a zero out of ten. I would not recommend that. No. Yeah. Grapes of Wrath sucks. It was so bad. Okay. Caitlin, your book recommendations? Okay. I think I have like three. Maybe. Okay. So first is Gone Girl. Okay. I've I heard of it. I love the movie. Oh, that's why I've heard of it. I okay. love the movie. Honestly, probably one of my top ten. I don't, okay. I don't know. Anyway. I can't list off top ten movies too hard. Because you're a film person. It's a very good for her like mm. like quite honestly girl boss yes gatekeep um, gaslight got it crime okay mystery thing. So it's like a, yeah i forget that you read horror books yes i love horror thing. yes um it's very psychological very interesting very like good for her i love her horror books are always very cool because they can't like do jump scares like you can in a horror movie so they have to like yeah. mess with your head it's, yeah exactly yeah. yeah and then another book recommendation mm. i have is in my lap and it's called thank you for arguing Woo! by jay i can't pronounce his last name hi hi i don't know but i'm reading it because i'm starting to be club and it's kind of important that i know it's a smart people book about a non-fiction a non-fiction <laughs> um yeah it's kind of really important i guess and it's honestly I feel like I've gained a lot of knowledge. And That's good. A lot of, like, kind of manipulation skills from it. Good. That's yeah. good to have. Go, um, boss. <laughs> so, it really helps if you want to build better arguments. Yes. Caitlin carried it with her. Like an absolute, <laughs> like, girl boss. I was like, what's that in your bag? And she's like, what's this book, you ask? <laughs> it's this book about debating. And I was like, oh, my God. And the last book is not necessarily a novel okay it's a manga okay that's fine go for it and it's tomie by junji ado okay and i've been reading it and look it's you don't really read it eh, you do you, you do and you don't it, we call it reading yeah perceiving it i've been perceiving it <laughs> because for my art yes ap art um i had to do a project where i chose an artist and i had to research oh, them okay. and i had to like do my own art based off of their style so i chose i chose junji Edo because he's very cool that's good and so yeah. i picked up the manga reason. and i've been reading it and i really loved it it's very interesting another horror very psychological very yeah. good for her girl yeah. boss like literally. i'm sensing a theme yeah so those are mine that's awesome okay mm-hmm. so i don't know i'm trying to think i usually just kind of close it out from here yeah. so um, I'm sure Caitlin will come back on at some point because she's very good at this. Wow. Um, thank you all for coming back for episode number five, I think it is. If that number does not match up to what it says, just ignore it because I don't care that much. Because <laughs> I change it all the time. Is that my mother? No, that's not Carol. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, thank you for coming back and we will see you next time I post, whenever that is. We love you. Yes. Goodbye. Thank you. Everybody say thank you, Caitlin. <laughs> <laughs> said that like I was talking to a dog. <laughs> Everybody say thank you to Caitlin. <laughs> anyway, bye. bye guys.